Everyone, welcome back to another week of It's a Bane's Life podcast. You already know who it is. It's your B, the baddest B in the whole land. Must be mm-hmm. C, A.K.A. L. But I really like that. I'm thinking that intro from my... I felt that, man. I felt that. Okay. Mm. Obviously, you guys can hear that I am here with somebody very special. My very gang, gang, gang. Hey. I'm throwing out all these gang signs, eh? <laughs> this is definitely going on YouTube, like. Ah. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Introduce yourself, my love. As you'll know, you'll know. I'm excited. And Tell the listeners what you do, because you. Hi, hi, everyone. My name is Imale, a.k.a. Mao the Artist, a.k.a. Zambian King, a.k.a. that girl over there. <laughs> I am a sex and wellness educator and also work with a support organization that helps black and brown LGBTQI people reconcile their faith and sexuality. Yeah. This is usually so much more professional than this, guys. However, <laughs> whenever me and Amale seem to be together, it's a whole different vibe. <laughs> Listen, yeah, I thought that if I saw your face, yeah, I'll take it a bit more, like, I'll be more serious and be like more on job. But every time I see you, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're my day. I'm so glad that you're here with me today. We've been meaning to do this for time. For a minute, for a hot minute. For a hot minute. And we got to spend last weekend together. Nothing that way, people. Get your head out of the gutter, okay? <laughs> it was vibes only. It was. It vibes. Was, it was such a good vibe, wasn't it? And it was mm. so chilled as well. And it was definitely like a weekend that we needed because we were all like, I'm not doing nothing. I'm just mm. chilling. I'm just vibing. <laughs> it was great until we paid um, 24 pounds for a single show oh, <laughs> you know when I went to see my cousin yeah on the Sunday and I told her about it yeah. you know what she said she said what? I know it's not my money but it's pinning me let's go and get a refund every time I spend anything over 24 pounds my heart is like mm. and I spent that on a drink <laughs> and let's just break this down for you yeah so we get into, I'm going to call them out because this, these people are on crudge for what they do. <laughs> so we went to Cargo, London, yeah? This was Imale's idea, so I'm blaming her. It was, whose idea was don't, You don't have to drop me, man. So we meet at um, Cargo, London. Say, cool. We do the whole, you know, show ID. Next thing, they're like, it's £10 entry. I was like, whoa. But I was already at the door. So you know when it's like, it's a bit awkward, you can't really go, I'm not coming in. There wasn't anywhere else, though. Exactly. There wasn't a lot of options in my defense, okay? (laughs) So 
pay the £10 now to enter. We're all sat down, you know, keeping to our little bubble, you know, socially distanced. Then they say it's table service. What would you like to drink? I'm thinking, you know, the drink's going to be like, because we're in London, like £8 or something. I was thinking it was going to be similar to the price in Bristol, because Bristol, you know, people would complain and say the prices are expensive, and they're like £8. £8? A double gin and tonic is like 8 quid in some places, but there are places that it's like mm-hmm. a fiver, 4 quid, so it depends on where you go. Yeah. So I was thinking make no more than like 9 quid, yeah? I ordered myself a double pink gin and lemonade. Not even tonical. Lemonade. <laughs> Let's, can we just deep it, yeah? You can get lemonade in Aldi, Lidl, Asda, any of the supermarkets for like 17 pence. So yeah? you're being fancy. Exactly. That's, that's <laughs> even the fancy one. Mm. A pound at the very most if you go to the corner shop. Branded. That's yeah. the branded thing. So, woman comes back with a drink snap, waits for everybody to have their drink. We've all had a sip. You know, it can't be returns now, coronavirus. She says, so how are we looking to pay? Just as good that I said, oh, I think we'll all just pay separately. And we all just kind of like agree. We'll pay separately. Keep it simple, in it. She tells me £14. I said, <laughs> no, I said we're paying separately. I genuinely thought this woman was trying to get me to pay for somebody else's drink, which I wouldn't have minded if it was for two drinks. She was like, no, no, no. It's £14 just for your drink. I said, sorry, for a double gin. This one. Can I just say, right, this pink gin was not, like, nothing special. It was no, like, what's that one they call it, Whitney O'Neill, that's probably, like, 15 quid in Asda? Was it, like, um, was it a lot of gin, actually? Was it really? No, it just tasted like lemonade. Single, I had a single, and it just tasted like lemonade, to be honest. That is fresh. That's exactly what mine tasted like. Right, so my double was £14, people, yeah? I wanted to, we just started laughing because I think none of us could actually cry. None of us could fathom what just happened. <laughs> and then the best bit was what? What was your single? £13? £13.50. £13.50 for a single gin and lemonade. I had a tequila lemonade. That was the most expensive tequila lemonade I ever had in my life. It was. Honestly, I wanted to cry. And my drink was £14 for a double. Can you do the maths? Because I'm a little bit lost. <laughs> I'm so lost. We all paid. Let me tell you. Right? And I don't care what anybody says about me. I drank that drink. Yet. I, I sucked the straw. There was not a drop. <laughs> not a drop of liquid. I ate the ice. All of it. <laughs> I licked the cup because it was you know, that waitress was speaking because she came in and she said, I wouldn't pay prices like this. But you waited at two <laughs> and then told us. Mm. You didn't even say when we were ordering the drink, by the way, guys, mm. drinks are not too cheap here. What you there was no price list, there was no nothing, there was no mention of money. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. But also uh, to be fair though, we should have asked at a certain point. One of us should have been smart enough to be like, um, <laughs> how much just, are these drinks? <laughs> or can I get a menu or something? Exactly, yeah. I think I think we should have asked for a menu at the very least. Mm. But I was just going under the assumption that you got my back. 
And then I need you don't even have my back. My friend, we were both bamboozled. How can I come back when my back itself is exposed? <laughs> bamboozled. <laughs> I didn't see it coming. <laughs> After that drink, I was like, nah. Yeah, we were like, let's go. Let's Plus go. Stay in it. They were like, do you want to No, it's okay. Thank you very much. We've had a lovely time. I'm feeling waved. I'm going. The pink gym was very special. Thank you. <laughs> Got me money's worth. <laughs> yeah. So basically, we paid £24 for a drink because you don't get anything for paying £10 entry. And then you pay 40 Not even a high five. <laughs> Literally. Not even a smile. They were like, how would you like to pay the 10 pounds? I was like, why are you just assuming I got 10 pounds, bro? Where's the smile? No, actually, now thinking back to it, that, um, the woman at the door, her customer service was trash. It was. It was actually trash. really trash, actually. And normally, I don't like spending my money if you don't make me, like, smile at least. The bare minimum. Exactly. Not smile. Like, because that, that's not your job. That's not part of your job. Like, but I mean, in terms of like <laughs> acknowledging me as a customer or something. Exactly. And also, we waited for ages to get a drink because they said it was table services. Mm, yeah, we did. We, we were did. like, is somebody coming to give us a drink or not? And then eventually they came, waited for us to say our orders, comes back with orders, make sure everybody's happy with their orders, and then say, okay, now all of you are going to be paying for two. Thirteen pounds each. We saw all the signs. We saw all the signs. We just ignored them. <laughs> we we saw them because all of those are signs. This, yeah. is, this is not a place you should be spending your money. This is not a place you should be spending your money because we waited. That was a long time that we waited for that. It was. It was. It was. And she was a couple of minutes. All she was doing was stood there by the bar. I know it was. It was, it was terrible. But other than that, we still had vibes. No, it was a great night. <laughs> it was, it was. And then we night. went to the big chill and then the food came. Oh my God. That was orgasmic. Oh my God. And we almost didn't get the food and the woman oh. said, I'll open the kitchen for you. Oh my God. Oh my God. And you cooked it with love. Satisfaction. Like I did. cooked it with love. Mm. You I mean, felt bad for us. My food was a little bit undercooked. However, I'm not complaining. I'm not moaning. Yes, there might have been a bit of love, but then there was also a little bit of frustration. Because <laughs> the whole kitchen was completely shut. It was. Even though they told us it's not shutting until 10, we were ordering before 10 and they said we shut the kitchen. Mm. And then the hot waitress, <laughs> <laughs> which we shall get to in a <laughs> Which we shall get to in a minute. If anybody heard that sound, I just like dropped a whole Mac laptop here on the floor. After I said hot waitress, can you see? This is God telling me, pay attention to what you are doing for a change. This is God saying, stop gossiping. And that's where the story of the hot waitress ends. (laughs) (laughs) She got the kitchen open, in fairness to her, brought the food, and then the food plus my drink wasn't even 20 pence, people. And I had just spent £24 on one drink prior to that. I was vexed, vexed. But that food, now nah, it, it hit differently. It hit differently. If we didn't have the experience of Kyle, the food wouldn't have hit as, 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 as hard as it did. Yeah, I agree. So we needed that. Yeah. God we wanted us to appreciate what was coming. Uh-huh. So we had a little bit of hardship. So thank you. 
Well, again, next time, got a little bit less than 24 pounds, sir. We are not rich yet. <laughs> what a great weekend. It was. It was a good weekend. But we've got quite a bit to talk about today. Yes. And I think the first thing we were talking about before we started recording was boundaries. <laughs> Way to begin, eh? Hey, hey, you take it from here. You start. <laughs> boundaries are important and essential in everyday life, in everyday situations, everywhere. Preacher, preacher. Boundaries. There's not anywhere where boundaries are like inappropriate. You know what I mean? Everywhere where you are, whatever space you occupy, make sure you've got boundaries because they're essential. They're essential. You can't be out here just moving mad without boundaries, you know? People who move mad without any boundaries, yeah, scare me. <laughs> like, I, you need to have a conversation with God. I don't know what's <laughs> going on with you, but clearly there is something happening. Um, There's a lot happening, mate. There's a lot. A lot. A lot. A lot. Do we want to give an example? What <laughs> <laughs> example boundaries do you have? <laughs> let me let me switch this. I'm going to add a little bit of salt and pepper to food. Okay, good. Okay, because yeah. some some people are listening that may be aware that mm-hmm. is them, and we have not addressed <laughs> the issue because the issue is quite fresh. There's still an elephant in that room. Exactly. <laughs> so, let's assume you've got a friend. Now, I'm the kind of person, if somebody asks me what I am doing, depending on who the person is, depends on how far I go with my answer. But like with you, we're very close. You know, we've got those vibes. So, if you said, oh, what are you doing? And I was genuinely, like, masturbating, I'd be like, I'm going to go and flip my being Talk to you in a bit. And I know that you would... Yeah understand and we have that boundary and we know that it's nothing sexual mm. but you it's would just, just be like sex. exactly and yeah. you would just be like go get your go get your oat go get your oh you know what i mean mm. and that'd be it exactly but then let's assume that was my work colleague and i say they tell me no, let's not assume that we work together. Let's assume we're friends, but we're not that close. They work in a different sector or a different job to where I work. And they tell me, oh, I'm not going to work for the foreseeable future. And I say, "What? what's going on? And they give me a whole rundown of what's going on. I've not asked what you're doing. And then they, and then at the end of it, they go, oh, I'm going to go and masturbate now. We, we haven't established that kind of vibe. Mm. I'm now reading this message like, what are you trying to tell me? Like, why are you telling me that you're going to do this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you could just say, I'm not going to work, and that's it, and tell me the reason why. Or just answer the question I've asked you. And then if I want to know what you're doing, I'll ask you, what are you going to do with that time off then? Yeah, but then at what point... How does one identify themselves as someone who can then tell you that, oh, I'm going to go masturbate? I think it depends on the friendship. How mm. is the friendship built in the first place? Mm-hmm. And like, what is the conversation we've been having beforehand? Like, if there's not been that kind of like full-blown conversation about, <coughs> you know, I'm not saying that anybody, I, you, 
listeners, you know me. I'm sexually liberated. You know, if you want to know if I'm having sex, I'm, I will tell you. I don't care. But at the same time, that's also kind of because of what I do. You know, that's that's why I'm, I'm honest. But like, some people just don't need to be knowing my business. Yeah, and I think that also, I think people, because you're um, so sexually liberated as well, people assume then that it's okay for them to just bring up something like that. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, they feel so comfortable to just be like, Ben. Yeah. Because they assume that you would say that to them. But if I've never said that to you, why are you saying it to me? Mm. <clears throat> well, and also, we need to, like, there are boundaries, and then there are, like, there are different times where different boundaries come into play. Yeah. If I'm talking to you, FaceTime, we're bantering or whatever, I'm like, I'm going to go flick my bean now, so see you later. Cool. But if we're not, like, talking really sexually or anything like that, it's a bit difficult. I can understand why people get boundaries, like, wrong. Mm. But when you're getting it very wrong, this is difficult because I can't really go into detail. <laughs> <laughs> have to be vague, vague. <laughs> exactly. We have to be vague, vague. But basically, this person I feel has violated your boundaries. My boundaries mm. in the way we know each other. And you also know this person. Do you feel that they may have violated your boundaries at any point? <laughs> <laughs> I've had to. Um, okay, with this person. I've had to countless times point refer back to the line and be like, um, excuse me, Mike. Do you see this here? It's not for decorations. <laughs> it's here for a purpose. Yeah. <laughs> I've had to do that because I'm not, no, 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 I'm not your friend. I'm not your, I mean, of course I'm your friend, but I'm not your friend like that where you can come and just do madness, madness all over. Like, no, like, no, exactly. <laughs> these are the boundaries that I have um, expressed, and you must stay within or outside of those boundaries, rather. You know, what I mean? yeah. Like, and don't even come like to the line to see what my reaction will be. No, no, exactly. No, you should be. If you are at any point looking to shift the boundary line, that needs to be an open, clear conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't come with some madness action and assume I'm going to just react like in a cool manner because you don't know what I'm thinking. You don't know what I'm feeling in that moment. And, and don't you're... assume you know what someone is thinking or feeling. Don't do that. Don't do that. Like, talk to people. Have these conversations so you actually know explicitly what that person themselves is saying and doing and thinking because you can't be out here Oh, I assumed because you looked at me like this, I yeah. knew what was going on. Oh, because you laughed like that. No, no, no. Exactly. I completely agree. So, how do you, in Malay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how do you express your boundaries? Because I feel like, for me, sometimes the boundaries are quite blurred. And mm-hmm. I'm a very <clears throat> chilled person. And I can take quite a lot from people yeah and i i think one of my weaknesses is that i get to a point where it's like leave me alone Mm. it has to be the only way to get you away from me because you've now like really broken boundaries that i don't want to be broken i'm not comfortable like that so okay so for me sometimes it takes 
after a boundary has been broken, sometimes it takes for me to reflect for it to be like, actually, that was my thing. Or even for like, sometimes it takes a second or even a, a moment of processing before realizing that actually this didn't make me comfortable. And then once that, once I've identified that within myself, I have to express that to that person because even if it's like for a past thing, the thing about me is if I don't say it to you, it's going to irritate me for a very long time, forever, forever. I have to tell you that actually when you did X, Y, Z, I didn't like it. So don't do it. Yeah. Like, just don't do it. Or, or some variant of that. Or like next time, don't do something like that. Or just a reference to you and saying that I didn't like it. Yeah. And that's how I've, um, that's one way. But then also knowing that there's some things that I know already that actually that's not going to run. Yeah. And if I see it coming, I'm like, uh, mate, <laughs> stop right there. <laughs> there's a line here. <laughs> exactly. But how do you set that boundary in the first place? How do you mean? But how do you let that person know what the boundary is to begin with? Because I feel like that's where I struggle. I can tell you when you've crossed the boundaries, but I feel like sometimes people don't understand when I'm actually setting the boundaries. Okay, so for instance, for instance, I'm trying to think of an example. Okay. Mm, no, that's not <laughs> All the examples I'm thinking of are coming up with like identifiable markers. So wait, give yeah. me a oh, give me an example of a boundary and then I can try and explain you how I would do like okay physical touch oh okay say for instance yeah if after you touch my shoulder i'm like cool you've, i've left your hand there that's fine like cool i'm all right with that and then you move to my side if i move like pat your hands to move it that's like signal number one like no like don't do that and then you move it again and i squeeze your hand tighter like and you don't you come back again it's number three i'm like listen guys I've literally shown you twice that this is not okay. Why are you then going to try again? Like, and from there, don't do it again. Like, the minute you try it for the fourth time, then that's like, no. Communi- communications, anything is fact because what am I going to talk to you about if you're not yeah. going to respect what I have just said is making me uncomfortable? So that's how I try to do it. Is that how you mean? Yeah, that is how I mean because, yeah, I suppose that, that, that is a really good example. But then that also begs the question, why are we getting to the second and third time? What is it that people are not understanding about boundaries in the first place? If I move your hand the first time, that should be signal enough to know Mm. that that's not okay. You shouldn't wait for me to then almost snap at you and go, I don't want you doing that. That's why I've moved your hand three times. Yeah. Because that's the kind of person I am. If I've had to physically get you away from me more than once, I'm going to snap. Because I see no reason why if I've, you know, politely moved your hand or moved something away from another part of me that I don't want to be touched or vibed because to me it's a violation. It is. You're violating me now. Yeah. And... You put your hand on my thigh and I moved your hands or I put your hand back on my shoulder. That should be signal enough for you to understand that I'm not okay with you doing that. So where are people getting these blurred lines from? 
people ch- choose to see what I, I don't know I don't know because the thing is yeah even saying an excuse or saying that people choose to see what they want to see is not good enough because yeah. I've literally moved your hand literally touched you to say no like and you can't say oh well because it wasn't verbal it was but non-verbal works we communicate non-verbally all the time so why now that when i move your hand you're now pretending that it's it's an action that means nothing so then there is a possibility that consent is not being taught properly Mm. Mm. because i think that's what it goes down to people don't understand consent and they only see consent in one way which is verbal and i can say no in many different ways that doesn't have to involve the word no coming from it yeah exactly definitely these people yeah yeah and but what excuse can you have for people not being taught actually the standard of sexual health education sexual education in in england is not that great um it's, it's not that great at all Actually, there's a lot that can be learned. And even in the homes, it's not really taught that well. It's not yeah. really taught that well. Because even from childhood, if you think about it, there's, there's often times where, as a kid, I've seen it myself. The kid's like, I don't want a hug. And then the parent is like, no, give your relative a hug. Yeah. You know? And it's like, no, I've, I've just expressed that I don't want to give this person a hug. And now you're forcing me to give this person a hug. What does that say about my ownership to my own body? You exactly. Know? So it's... It's something that starts from such a young age and something that, yeah. And that's such a prime example because we all have that creepy uncle that we don't want to touch. (laughs) And somehow your parents don't see that they're a creepy uncle. Like They don't Uh see what you see. And maybe it's because it's their relative or they know that person. But if I've said I'm not comfortable around this person... There's a lot of times where parents are not even asking their kids why. They're just like, you know, children of nowadays are so rude. But it's not rudeness. There could be an underlying issue. There could be a reason why. Like, you should try and find out why. Why do you think, like, African parents don't really tend to dig to questions why? They don't really tend to ask why. They just sort of, um, they'll, they'll, they'll give some simplified explanation and then we go there. Oh, when you say why, they say Z. Yeah, or like that, even like um, calling the alphabet. Yeah. <laughs> or even when you say, "Oh, I don't want to do this," they won't ask why. They'll just say, "You have to do it." Yeah, and I think I think when it comes to let me broaden this to the the Bay community in general, because I think this goes beyond like black people. Actually, I think in the Bay community, um, we hold hierarchy so much more than the Western culture. Mm. I think even though there's hierarchy in the Western culture, um, they have, over time, learned to relax certain parts of that. I mean, I don't like hierarchy or patriarchy anyway. Mm-hmm. But within like the BAME community, you always have the head of the house. And that person gets the final say, irrespective of... 20 other people saying they don't want to do something and like also if we then like split that hierarchy into male and female Mm. women are always believed to not have their own opinions they go by what husbands or boyfriend says or dad or uncle 
you know, the males hold more autonomy in their society. And I think from young, they've been taught to not, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm looking for a word and I can't, you know, when it's the tip of your tongue and you can't get it out, it's like, it out. describe what I mean. Like, basically, women have been taught to submit mm. to, to men within the BAME community in a lot of ways. And I'm not, I'm, I'm generalizing here because I know yeah. there's probably, you know, communities where that doesn't happen anymore. And we are fully aware that there is. But in the wider scheme of things, women are especially submitted to always answering to a male and that male has the final say. And we are continuously taught that through the generations. Do you think there's a way, there's ever a way when submission can be done correctly in a a home, for instance? I don't, I don't think so. I think in order for things to work, there needs to be a level playing field. Mm. And if there's no level playing field, it can't work. Mm. And the only time submission works for me is during sex. I'm not going to lie. Bedroom only. Exactly. I will be submissive <laughs> because that's the kind of sexual partner that I am. Mm. Outside of that, you ain't going to tell me to go to the toilet when I don't want to go to the toilet. You're not going to tell me to leave the sitting room when I want to leave the sitting room. And I think it's it's like... If we bring it back to the black community now, mm-hmm. and not even like, let's not even put Africa, Caribbean, just like literally blanket black. black. Mm. Hierarchy is also very skewed in that because over the years, there's parts of the Western society that we have chosen to adapt, whereby women can have jobs, women can bring in the money, but then people still want to hold on to so-called traditional values. And this, this is the one word that absolutely irritates me. When somebody says that is our tradition, I'm sorry. It is not your tradition mm-hmm. for you to make me feel less than what I am. Mm-hmm. Amen. Do I mean, and I don't feel like tradition was ever created for that purpose, but it has over time, thanks to toxic masculinity, become that. And the mis- it's, it's also a misreading and a misunderstanding of, of past traditions in a way because yeah. I don't, like, I think people look at what colonialism, colonialism came and did a madness to a lot of um, indigenous cultures. Even the way that they treated their fam- like their family structures and how they looked at their mothers, the roles of women in their societies and even just the whole thing, the whole thing, colonialism came and did a madness because there's... um communities, I mean, there's like indigenous communities all over the world that pre-colonialism, this this whole concept of like um, a family was about partnership, you know? A yes. family was about the man and the wife working together to make it, to make their family life sustainable, you know? Yes. And then obviously when um, colonialism came and the ideologies that it brought with it about the women submitting to the men and all of this, it really did have such an impact on us. And I, I think, I think, um, sub, submission is a very interesting 
topic for me because I, I think about it often. well no I don't think about it often because I'm not just sad ages <laughs> <laughs> it's I think about submission and how like how can it be applied like is there a way that what was the theory that was behind it when people were like trying to create it yeah, yeah. because um, this idea of Okay, let me try and put it in a Christian context because I think that that will make it a bit more, more, more sense. So, you know, if you submit to God, yeah, it means yeah. you give your all to God, knowing that God will do what God needs to do to make life easy for you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So to now, give you blessings. Um, yes, that's it. For the doors and the blessings to just come, 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 come. You know, no wahala, just peace. You know. So, in in terms of a marriage, yeah, in Let's talk in a patronative way, you know. So now, if um, submission, do they mean that women submit to your husband? But how could you submit to a man? I think that's what I don't understand. Because ah, just thinking about it now is my heart is doing. I can't. I can't say my head goes hot. <laughs> my head boils. <laughs> Even just thinking about that puts holes in my theory. Like even even not in my theory, in my attempt to understand submission. Because a man to submit to a man fully, like to to to, to let go of everything and think that this man is going to do what is best in my best interest. Ah, no. <laughs> then there's also an issue of like trust because if we take it back to like a religious context, yeah. When we say I am submitting my all to God, Allah, Buddha, whoever it is that you worship, mm-hmm. there is a, a built-in trust that my best interest is looked after by that higher being. Mm-hmm. Now, with a person, how do you even gain that trust? I think with the right partner, you can do this. I think that was the right with partner. With the right partner. To completely, not something, because I think that then if both of you would then have to submit because then yeah. it can't be a one-sided submission because for me to be able to even conceptualize submitting to you, I need to know that you would do the same for me without even thinking twice. Like, exactly. But then this is where I tell people that their understanding sometimes of the Bible is completely warped. And then I start to think, am I the one who has a weird understanding of religion? Because in religion, yes, I'm submitting to a higher being, but that higher being is also submitting to me mm. by saying, because because you have accepted me, I will protect you. Mm. Mm. Girl, a word. <laughs> <laughs> so now, we're in a position like people are saying, you know, submit to your husband the way you would submit to God, but no one's Everybody seems to be missing out the verses where the man's meant to be submissive to the woman. And actually, if we're both submitting, then neither of us are actually submitting. In actual fact, we're putting total trust in each other Mm. that we have the best interest for that person. And I can confidently say, you know, in my absence, that they would make a decision that is beneficial. Does that make sense? It does. It does, it does. So maybe then then the word submission then be the wrong word to describe exactly. it. Because 
if 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 someone is submitting, then someone must then be dominant, isn't it? Exactly. You can't have sub. You can't submit to. Just like in a sexual term, that is what it is, isn't it? Mm. You one one person is submitting while the other is dominating. But then this is why, if you're looking for, trust, huh? there's a level of trust in that, even in, in the, submission. The in, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Like in a lot of um sexual, like um, well, if you're doing a lot of like sexual, um. To do a lot of things sexually, there has to be a, a, a level of trust. I think comfortably anyway. Yeah. For someone to be in a scene completely comfortable, there has to be a level of trust. I was going to say that that's why you shouldn't be going to a relationship looking for submission. Look for partnerships because <laughs> why are you going to submit to if they're not going to submit to you? <laughs> exactly. Do you know right. what? That's the thing. Though. Like, um, you know, there's times you're thinking that you can do everything that's best for someone yeah and then they're doing the complete opposite i think that's why a lot of relationships fail because it's it's i do i completely agree and that does take us into relationships because i think boundaries in relationships kind of go hand in hand Mm -hmm. because relationships in the 21st century are fucked 100% (laughs) i'm gonna just put that out there they're fucked okay very optimistic outlook you are there. No, you know why I say that, yeah? It's because I feel like when people are coming into a relationship, they are not going into the relationship to enhance the other person. They're looking for somebody to complete them in some way. Mm. But then mm. when you leave a relationship, mm. when you leave a relationship, what's the one thing a lot of people say, it's not you, it's me. I need to figure myself out. Mm-hmm. Are you getting into a relationship if you don't know yourself? Trust me, this is why for me, yeah, I've said, like, basically, the next relationship I'll get into, yeah. <laughs> so, me by myself right here, right now, yeah. I celebrate my day, myself every single day. Like, I'll take myself on dates. I'll send myself nudes. Okay, I can send them. I'll, like, shoot nudes of myself <laughs> because I'm great. And, like, you know, I... I am dating myself, and it's so much fun. Yeah. So, the person that I that comes into my life is you have to be celebrating yourself as well, so that when we come together, we're celebrating each other and ourselves as a unit. Because I'm not here to. You should just be the cherry on my Sunday. That you don't need to be the cream on my Sunday. Just I just need you like just for the cherry on top. Yeah. I'm whole by myself. I'm full and whole. Exactly. By myself, like. If you're here, you're here to celebrate. And then I'll celebrate you. And then together we'll celebrate each other. Okay. It'll be so much fun. <laughs> and then that's a partnership. Because who goes in? Okay, even though if we look at partnership in like a, I wouldn't say legal term, but in a literal term, there's two people coming together who are bringing to the field two it could be two different expertise to make one business work because you're really good at math i'm really good at managing therefore one can look after the finance i can look after the staff and together we create and turn over a lot of money lessons of that in legal terms yeah like partnerships that don't work is because one person was carrying the load and the other person was just along for the ride yeah someone wasn't doing their job Exactly. So, like, I think sometimes people have the wrong idea of 
a relationship or what a relationship I feel like we have been taught the wrong thing about a relationship because I'm like you I celebrate myself you know when I've done something amazing like today I did my first radio live show I was so pumped Congratulations. I was so pumped and I like the picture everywhere on my social media. I was like, I need to tune in next week. Mm-hmm. You know, catch you, catch you, catch But if nobody had liked the photo, it still doesn't change the fact that I did something incredibly amazing that I never thought I would do maybe a year ago. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think um, a lot of times, especially in this generation, we are constantly looking for gratification from others rather than within ourselves. Mm. And then we take that baggage into relationship. It's like you're going into the relationship, not even being whole yourself, not knowing who you are as a person, not knowing what you really want out of a relationship or believing what society says a relationship could be and you're bringing baggage to another person and then that person's not whole and here we now have it's not even a partnership because none of you are actually bringing anything viable to the table yeah because i think a relationship shouldn't be your your, your, your source of validation and your source yeah. of like identity it shouldn't be who you are who you, it shouldn't become who you are you know like it's it's so easy to be lost in if both of you are lost you're just losing each other further and it's just, it's madness, you know? It's a complete exactly. madness because no person outside of yourself can complete you. Exactly. And you shouldn't look for someone, like, if you're not stable within yourself, a relationship would not make you feel stabilized. It's, that's probably the wrong reason to get into a relationship. If, 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 if a bad reason could exist, that would be definitely one. I completely agree. But everyone, I mean, I, I, I completely understand the need to like feel validated because everyone wants to feel validated. But sometimes you have to seek that within yourself first and then you exactly. can truly feel it when people start to validate you. Or even, should you really look for people to validate you? No. But also when then someone is trying to validate you or even to show, not, not let's not be validated for but if someone's like trying to like show love to you, if you can show yourself that validation within yourself. I think that you're better able to then receive that love because then you can receive it almost unconditionally, you know? Yes. Because yes. otherwise it comes with condition. Mm-hmm. This person is only showing me this love because they're so fair. Yeah, or because they know this is what I need. Yeah. Because we've all been in that relationship where we feel we're putting in like 2,000%. Mm-hmm. And it starts to drain you as a person. Exactly. Like Still out of it. Exactly. So you validate them. Or like, I'm the kind of person, if I'm in a relationship with somebody, I love to gas my partner off. Like, mm. on a genuine basis, like, if they get dressed and I think they're looking absolutely peng, they're looking badder than bad. Yeah, like a snack. Oh. Like a snack. <laughs> I will be doing runway model Tara mm. Banks has nothing on me mm-hmm. I'll say yeah stretch yourself baby mm. let me see you twirl okay okay that's my baby <laughs> hey only me <laughs> this one god I thank you mm-hmm. but then when you start doing that and the person's like really do I look good it starts to like 
maybe the first couple of times you're like, yeah, yeah, no, that's nice, come. After a while, you start to get vexed. <laughs> because you're getting dressed now. You look nice. But even if I tell you, you look like the most beautiful person in the world to me. You start to question me. It's like you're saying I'm incapable mm. of knowing what I like. I yeah. like what I'm seeing. And you're telling me you can't possibly like what you're seeing because I don't like what I see. But that's a you problem. That's not a me problem. And that's when it starts to get quite difficult, isn't it? Because I think yeah. that I think sometimes you forget this is where now boundaries come as well. Because if you forget to look after yourself because now you want to make sure this person is feeling validated and feeling seen and whatever. But who's making sure you feel validated and seen by who is who is doing that? Who is doing that? So you just you end up just giving, 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 and then because now you're in a relationship, boundaries don't exist because you think that relationships don't need boundaries, which they absolutely do. Like you end up draining yourself absolutely dry, trying to make sure that this person feels valid, and it's it's just it's not worth it. Like it's mentally and physically exhausting. Mm. We should really aim to not only understand ourselves. Yeah, let's let's understand ourselves, get to know ourselves before getting into relationships. I mean, obviously, a relationship can also get to uh, you can get to know a different part of yourself. Yes, yes, don't dismiss that at all. And relationships are good; they can be good yeah. if you put in communication and put in the work. Relationships can be good and can really help you grow as a person. However, if there's fundamental things that you need to get on top of or have a better understanding of get to know yourself before yes. someone else to know you better than you know yourself it's not exactly poss- not possible and then also it comes into like mental health if you are seeing yourself in a certain way where does that come from because let's face it as well if we take it back to Bane people in general Bane the Bane community yeah how many of us actually got like compliments from our parents growing up? Mm. I actually you can't think of a pin drop. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I don't. I can't remember one. I mean, now that I compliments in what sense though? In, in any general, sense. in anything. Yeah, because um, I think if we use school for example, yeah, and black parents, if you get an A, black parents will say, "Well done, that's good." The next time you come home with a B, they'll tell you, they don't ask, okay, why do you think you got a B rather than an A? They don't even celebrate the fact that you haven't failed. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, do the people that have A, do they have two heads? <laughs> do they have two heads? African parents. Your man. mates are becoming doctors and you're here with a B. What are you doing with the B? And then they start giving you all of all these weird acronyms before Bonofits, before <laughs> Bonoculars. <laughs> you didn't clean them well when you were in the question. After I bought you glasses, you can't write the question. If only they knew what they did to their kids, man. Honestly. But then those, that same child, when they receive an A, it's not celebrated. It's, it's almost like it's like expected anyway. This is exactly. what you should be getting anyway. Yeah. And no one is there to be like, oh. The only time parents really 
black parents in particular really celebrate that I've seen unexperienced anyway mm-hmm. um, is when you finish university, you've come out with your degree, and now, you know, a when graduate. You of, exactly. And then all of a sudden, yeah, and this is, the, this is also where I think there's problems, is that the whole time you're in school, your parents will tell you, don't, if we talk about it in a heteronormative way, mm-hmm. don't look at any manual. Face your books, face your books. <laughs> On the day of your graduation, where's your boyfriend? <laughs> Where do you think he's coming from? Any guy that comes to say to you, hi, he's such a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. You oh, told me this right. whole time that if I, I need to face my studies... And then on the day of graduation, what, you think I'm just going to magically make up a boyfriend? How does that work? Do you think sometimes that the fact that, I don't know, did you have to hide, like, your, your relationships when you were growing up or that? Even in general, what, did you, what was your attitude with your family around sex and relationships? Relationships and sex, yeah. I wasn't spoken about. Not at all. The first time I had my period, my mom said to me, if a man or a boy touches you, they're pregnant. That, she did not explain whether that was, you know, playing, I don't know, chase in the, in the playground, you know, if he touches you at the back or if he taps you. There was no explanation. It was just touch. And people can touch you in different ways physically. But obviously, I've then gone home one day now because a guy has sat next to me and brushed off me on the school bus. And I've started crying. Then I'm pregnant. <laughs> and my mom's, my mom's obviously thinking the absolute worst. Do you know what I mean? She's yeah, thinking she's now, saying. she's thinking absolute worst has happened. And then she's asking me to explain the scenario. And I explain, I got on the bus. My friend wasn't in school today because she's not feeling well. So there was a spare seat next to me. And Joshua sat next to me. And he kind of brushed off me a little bit. She obviously calmed down at first, but then did not did not go to explain. Did that not prompt like a further conversation? No. <laughs> she Maybe. just then said, "You're not pregnant. He didn't touch you like that." I was. But what does like that mean? Mm. Mm. Now, now, but if we look at it now, the conversation of sex is far more open in my family. Purely because I have done that homework, I have, I've had to go and figure out those answers as the first child. But I've opened, and I point blank refused for my mom to give period talks to any of my siblings going forward. Like by the time I hit like 16, 17, mm. and there was, there's quite a big gap between me and my sister, my next sister anyway. So it was kind of good because it gave me time to grow and develop as a person and learn and unlearn certain rubbish that my mom had taught me. Yeah. So when it came to her turn, I point, I told my mom, "Get, I'm gonna do the conversation because Maybe you, this. you are actually not qualified. <laughs> <laughs> Left to you, yeah, we'd be thinking we're pregnant every goddamn day." You know what my mom said to me? What? She said to me. <laughs> I love how you cleared the truth. <laughs> I'll tell you, <laughs> the conversations around sex are in anyway. <laughs> Don't stain my bed sheets. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Don't stain my bed sheets. That's it. 
like not even explaining why this is happening. No, no. But then I had my period quite late, so maybe she had she thought that because I was I was like because I, I had my period was like fifteen sixteen, so maybe she thought that oh maybe I already knew. But then at this point, I I didn't. I mean, I knew what the girls were saying, but even then, all I saw on TV was that it it was like blue, innit? Yeah. I didn't know. I mean, yes, I knew it was blood, but then I didn't, I couldn't conceptualize what it looked like because the only reference I had was that blue fucking liquid. Oh, from always. Yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah. I don't understand why they use blue. I like, I don't have blue, period. And anybody who does, I would definitely like to hear from you. And go uh, to your doctor first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely go to your doctor. I'm not a qualified doctor, that is for sure. I do have medical experience, but I won't be able to answer that question. So I would like you to go to your doctor, ask the question, figure it out, and then um, hashtag it's a Bames Love podcast and let me know or DM me as to why you have blue blood because I can't understand where always in particularly, have come up with the idea of blue liquids. Did they recently start? I don't know if this is true. I don't know if this is true. Um, didn't they recently start using red or something? I've not seen one. I but don't then know. Again, I, don't, I know. don't watch TV that often. Yeah, neither do I, but then I think, I don't know if I heard it somewhere, or I don't watch TV now, because, <laughs> but yeah. I think I saw it somewhere. But if anybody know. knows, get us the ads. First of all, we want to see it. Hashtag it's a Bames Live podcast so that we can see it because if they have, I would then also like to read up as to why they've changed it. Because if they have changed it, there must be enough people who have said, yo, my blood is not blue. <laughs> it wasn't just a bunch of heterosexual men uh, in a boardroom. What's time? What's time? time? Do you think it would be just as bad if he's like a brown colour? <laughs> oh my god. I wouldn't want to even think of that. Oh. Oh. <laughs> or like, you know, when it's like really dark, that dark, oh. that slowly dark red. <laughs> oh. Trigger warning, people. I'm so sorry. Trigger warning, the trigger warning. <laughs> I'm gonna have to put a trigger warning on this episode. <laughs> Forgot your host. If you, if you are like me and the blood freaks you out, look, not for me. That's what you are. Sorry, I wanted to be a doctor until I went into A and E for work experience, and I woke up next to the person that came into the emergency room. Oh. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. I went. So I wanted to be a doctor. I was doing my H part in Ireland. Anybody who's from Ireland will know what like a H part is. Is basically your exam to to get into medical school, as well as like your leaving cert, which is like A levels here. So I, I was doing them. And then they said to us, oh, you can do like two weeks work experience. Well, we have to do two weeks work experience as well. So I applied to go into this hospital. I was like, yeah, you know, helping people, blah, blah, blah. I've also come to realize I don't really like people anyway. So it's really, this job really just was not for me. At least you um, found out before he was doing it. 
I know, honestly, imagine if I gone if I went to like the Royal School the what's it called? The School of Royal School of Medicine or whatever it's called in Ireland. Yeah. School of Surgeons or something I think it's called. And um then realised that I don't like blood because apparently they use like pigs because that's like the closest thing to humans. Which is and I'm pigs are a weird me and pigs have a really weird relationship in general. What's up? What's what's the what's the history behind that? I they just scare me because I always think yeah, my friend had like a piggery and I always thought a piggery. Yeah, like a, a farm full of pigs. Oh, that's what it's called. Yeah, <laughs> I just called them pig farm. <laughs> it could be we called it a piggery, but I, that could just be like an Irish thing. So if anybody knows, again, use the hashtag. It's a Vinzai podcast and let us know. But um, so yeah, and. One thing I learned from watching Criminal Minds, which was on some channel on TV. Living TV, wasn't it? Yes, that's the one. Yeah. And there was an episode with pigs, and basically they thought this guy had been murdered, but what actually happened was he'd fallen into his pig farm and bumped his head, and while he was unconscious, the pigs started eating him. Yeah, because pigs would eat anything. Exactly, and that is the weird relationship I have with them because I like pork, but every time I'm near a pig, I think if anything happens right now, you're just gonna start chomping on my toes. Do you ever think about what the pigs that you're eating has eaten when you're eating like I ha- a nice oh bit God. of like smoky bacon? Do you know what? That is the first time that has come into my head, and I genuinely think. I might have to become vegan now that you've said that. Because <laughs> that has completely ruined me. <laughs> One pig at a time. <laughs> that has actually just completely shifted my brain. And then do you remember on the weekend, me vegan, I never, I love me so much. <laughs> I was like, I could maybe do, like, vegetarian. And now I'm thinking I'm going to be full-on vegan because that's actually warped my whole thinking. Or just not eat pig at all of any sort. But I don't know how I can do that because Richmond sausages are, like, the bomb. Is that what you missed? Yeah. Do you know what I missed? Um, I was at pork mm. I used to miss pork On a nice Sunday roast. Yeah, crispy pork and all, but then if the pig is eating a person, though. Yeah, but then how many pigs are eating I don't know, that's the thing, like, is there a statistics? I'm gonna Google that. <laughs> I'm Googling this but right the, now. The, the meat that the, the pig meat that you eat from the shop is very highly controlled, so. Very true, very true, so there should it's, be. It's, it's, it's probably <laughs> more chemicals, more um, medication or whatever the pump it with, whatever the the hell they pump it with that's true we've completely missed the point of what we were trying to talk about and then moved on to pigs and me potentially being a vegan but this has been like an amazing conversation it's definitely been in two parts and I've enjoyed it this is not the end by the way I think I might have to make you co-host oh my (coughs) oh my god (coughs) I'm going to have to come up with a voice for radio. So I can, I mean, podcast is still radio. That's what. Exactly. 
Mm. I think we should put that out there. Should Emale be my co-host? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Do not open it. Yeah, go on then. Why not? We'll be have. We'll have so much fun. Exactly. So use the It's a Bones Life podcast um, hashtag and let us know. Have you enjoyed talking to? Talking to? What am I even saying? Just because I did radio this morning, like, um, if you've enjoyed listening to Imale and I, um, and tell us what bits you've loved the most. And yeah, use the hashtag, people, and tell us. You know, what are your boundaries? What kind of relationships have you been in? What are you looking for? I think that those are really good questions. So you guys need to get back to us so that we can debrief in another episode. I'll come back to debrief that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You know what they say in the office? We will circle back. (laughs) <laughs> with the little hand movement yes yeah. circle, circle back. back yes we're gonna park that in one place before we start rambling we're gonna go Amala tell us where to find you do you want to be found I, do I want to be found <clears throat> now nah, I'll find you baby I'll find you I'll find all of you I will find each and every one of you or you can find me at underscore never-ending quest on instagram <laughs> that's the I only place that. i am fantastic obviously you guys know where to find me it's a bane's life podcast on all social media listen people i'm on twitter instagram and i've got a facebook page called it's a bane's life podcast you can find me on any of those three aside from that i have also got my personal page which is musty isi which is on twitter and instagram um keep listening people if you're listening to this on apple can you actually give us the thumbs up can you rate it comment so that we can get more people listening we can get more people engaging we've been doing really well and we want to keep it going so i thank you all for your help have a lovely week and we will be back with another episode soon ciao bella ciao bella